TopplessRobot.com presents... Previously on Cosmic Love. So, Nebula Jim, this is Eddie. Eddie, Nebula Jim. The top secret prisoner in the detention center is her symbiont brother. Okay, so we wait until lunchtime. We enter the torture deck through this ventilation shaft. Uh, But the ventilation shaft can only be accessed through luxury room 88C. 88C is occupied by a permanent resident. We're more than twins. We're more like one person split into two. And now that we're back in proximity, we might start to switch. Uh Uh-oh, the thing is happening. Am I not in jail anymore? Ty. Are you harboring the rebel insurgent? Yes, I am back. Help! Help! I found the rebel! Someone come to my assistance immediately! No. So, Eddie, welcome back. I guess we have a hostage now? Good evening, ladies and tentacle monsters, my dear members of the Underground Resistance. You're listening to Cosmic Love with me, Madame Alexandra. Eddie, the original Eddie, Eddie with a Y, who can put complex sentences together, is back from jail after swapping back with her symbiont brother, and we... well, we have a bit of a situation. Chip found out about the Eddies, and I... kind of tied him up and put him in the closet. You know, most people, I would charge a lot of money for that service, but seeing as Chip was not consenting, per se, it leaves us in a bit of a pickle about what to do with him. I'm not sure why this is such a big deal. I can just reprogram him. Reprogram? Is that some kind of underground code? No, the regular kind of code, the kind you program with. Although, honestly, it would be easier to just deactivate him. Deactivate him? You mean kill him? I mean deactivate him. I mean, open up his neural circuitry and... Wait. I think I know what's happening here. Do you not know that Chip Chetford Brettingly is an android? His name is Chip. What are you talking about? He's my human co-anchor. I've worked with him for two years. I think I would know if he was an android. They didn't tell you. That's so interesting. How did they manage to keep that from you? There's like 20 Chip Chetford Brattingleys out there. Every approved recreation sphere has a Freedom and Family Values Hour show, and every Freedom and Family Values Hour has a chip. Do you want me to flip open a circuit board and show you? But he he's so emotional. He's a wreck, like, all the time. Yeah, I guess they figured having him be a drama queen would make for better radio. It, it's all in his personality subroutines. Does he have a free will chip? Yeah, I assume so. Oh, that's good, at least. Wait... Am I an android? Has this been a replicant thing all along? Are there 20 Madame Alexandras out there? Oh god, everything I've ever known is crumbling around me! What? No, shut up, don't be ridiculous. You're a human or whatever it is you are. This is the only approved recreation sphere where Chip gets a co-host. I guess they figured you had enough influence on this sphere that it would be more effective to keep you on and co-host along with him. Huh. 
Yep. Well, that is all very enlightening. But it doesn't really solve our problem. What are we going to do with the chip that's locked in my closet? Even if we shut him down, if someone finds him and reactivates him, he'll sing like a robot canary. We really don't have time for this. I'm just going to permanently deactivate him. We can't just kill him! Okay, A, he's a robot. B, he's a Nazi. C, he's a Nazi robot. He's not a robot. He's an android. With a free will chip. We have to at least give him the opportunity to change. Again, he's programmed to think what we tell him to think. And what they told him to think is that Jute Blark is the messiah and lesser species deserve to die. Can't we reprogram him to think something else? Aren't you the best hacker in the galaxy? I am half of the best hacker in the galaxy, and we don't have time! Can't you at least, I don't know, suspend his programming for now and only activate his lower-level functions? That way we could keep him with us, but we won't have to worry that he's going to blab to the first security guard we see. You don't think people will get suspicious if they see him and he's like a doddering idiot? Let's be honest, he was kind of a doddering idiot already. Not like this. But whatevs, you're the one who'll have to cover for him. He's your friend. He is not my friend. He said some truly terrible things on our show. Things I find appalling. Things that broke my heart to agree with on air. But if he was programmed to think those things, I just don't think it's right to kill him without giving him a chance to change. Whatever, fine. I'll suppress his programming and wire up a quick blank slate program for now. It'll take a few minutes. That's fine. I'd better check back in with the Freedom and Family Values Hour just to reassure the listeners that everything is fine. Hello again, listeners, patriots. Apologies for the abrupt departure there. Mr. Chetford Brattingly suddenly fell ill, and his health is my first priority. You may have heard another voice, which, as I mentioned, was my cousin, Blandra, who's visiting me right now, but that's nothing to worry about. And before you Rigel Romeos ask, no, she isn't here to work in Lady Sandra's getting to know ya parlor. In fact, she's very shy, so it's probably best if we just all forget that she's here. One, two, three, forget. Great. Good work, friends. Okay, I'm going to go check on Chip, make sure he's feeling all right. But again, Everything is fine, nothing to worry about. Carry on and have a delightful rest of your day. Thank you. You think they'll buy it? Who knows? How's Chip? Dechipped. Meaning? He can now say three things. Hey, Chip, come on out here. Hi, I'm Chip Chetford Brattingly. That's great. Anything else? I'm not feeling very well. You'd better ask Lady Sandra about that. And? I wrote a song about how much I love President Blark. Would you like to hear it? My theory is that nobody wants to hear a song, and they'll make up an excuse to go away. Makes sense to me. Hi, I'm Chip Chetford Brattingly. You sure are, Pumpkin. Okay, we've rebooted the evil robot. Can we talk about rescuing Eddie now? I was only in there for a few hours, and it was the worst. It was literally torture. We need to get him out of there, like yesterday. Of course. And I'm sorry you had to go through that. Do you want to talk about it? Nope. Well, I'm here when you're ready. I can't even imagine what you and Eddie have gone through. 
So yes, let's do it. Let's rescue a hero. No more waiting, let's do it tomorrow. Let's get everything we need today and let's rescue him tomorrow. Really? Of course really. You think I've just been paying you lip service? Honey, I don't pay lip service. I get paid for that. What I want is to knock a hole in this goddamn government. I have watched the good people and aliens of this galaxy suffer for two years now. I've watched their homes be destroyed. I've watched them get arrested or murdered just for being different, while the people in charge buy bigger spaceships and shinier jewelry. I kept thinking that I could do just a little something here, make a little change there, but it's becoming obvious. Someone needs to do something major. And I guess that someone is us. Yes! Finally! Thank you! The next step is getting the dangerous monster who lives in 88C to let us use their room tomorrow. Getting at the ventilation shaft should only take a few minutes, but I think we should try to give ourselves a full day in case anything goes wrong. Okay, how? Hmm. A full day. <gasps> oh, a spa day. Everyone loves a spa day. Yeah, you can get your nails done after we save the galaxy. No, 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 no. We get the dangerous monster to take a spa day. And how do we do that? Oh, a contest. Everyone loves a spa day, and everyone loves a contest. We tell them that they want a spa day at the Jelly Within Spa and Salon, all expenses paid. That's the stupidest idea I've ever heard. But I don't have anything better, so I guess that's what we're going with. Okay, Chip, come on, we're going on a field trip. I'm Chip Chetford Brattingly. I know, darling, I know. Relax, unwind, escape from relativity. Make some time for yourself at the Jelly Within Spa and Salon, located on Deck 15. And, for a limited time, Tachyon Facials are 50% off. Use coupon code TEMPORALVORTEX. And as always, please note that the creation of causality paradoxes are at your own risk. The jelly within. Make time. For you. Hello? Excuse me. Sorry to bother you. Are you home? Who is it? Hi, I'm Chip Chetford Brattingly. What is that? This was a bad idea. Shh! Hello, friend. We're here to deliver great news. You've won a contest for a free day at the Jelly Within Spa and Salon. Contest? We didn't enter any contest. Uh, you didn't have to enter. We did a random drawing from all of the luxury rooms and you're our lucky winner. We do not leave our room. Are you sure? From the looks of those claws, I'd say a Manny Petty could do you some real good. 
Excuse us? I'm gonna level with you, dude. We need to get in your room. Is this about the ventilation shaft? Don't. Yeah, actually, it is. We know where the ventilation shaft goes. We can smell the blood. Oh, that's real upsetting. We have no love for the president or his yes-men. Oh. But likewise, we have no allegiances to the rebellion. Oh. We will assist you if you do a favor for us. Yeah, of course. Anything. We require a pony. I'm sorry, did you say a pony? There is a three-headed pony at Bertel's Beasties. We require it. Doug? You want us to kidnap Doug? That's it. You just need us to steal a pony for you? Done. I think I'd be remiss if I didn't at least ask. Um, you're not planning to eat Doug, are you? It is for our granddaughter's birthday. Oh, that's cute. And she's not going to eat him either, right? It's fine. We really don't care. We care? I'm not going to steal a pony to deliver him into certain death. She will ride the pony! Great. Perfect. Bertle's Beasties has been closed all week because of that tentacle and mouth outbreak. Shouldn't be too hard to sneak in there. Then you'll let us use the ventilation shaft? It is agreed. I wrote a song about how much I love President Blark. Would you like to hear it? Gets us the pony! Doug, the three-headed pony, not for eating, coming right up. Pleasure doing business with you. And let me know if you ever reconsider that spa offer. You'd be surprised how a good manicure really turns your whole day around. Now presenting Bertle's new mascot, straight from the Horsehead Nebula, it's Doug the Three-Headed Pony! Your three terrible children can all feed him oats at the same time, instead of screaming like little monsters because they've never had to wait in a line before in their entire overprivileged lives. Bertle's Beasties on Deck 28. It's fun and lunch for the whole family. Hello again, gorgeous members of the Underground Resistance. As you just heard, we've paid a visit to the, I would say misunderstood, creature who lives in 88C and arranged entry into the ventilation shaft. All we have to do is break a pony out of a petting zoo. What's that blinking light? What? That red blinking light right there. <gasps> oh, it's a call! 
Oh, it's a live caller! Someone from the underground is finally calling me with an advice question! I can't believe it, it's been so long! How do I look? It's a radio show. It's not a visual medium. Right, right, of course. Okay, okay. Here we go. Hello, and thank you for calling. You've reached Madame Xandra with Cosmic Love. Who do I have the pleasure of speaking with today? Hello? Madame Xandra's listening. Hello, smart lady. It's me, Doc Bloodnikov. Doc? From before. From Escape of Marviki and Terrorist. Oh, my six-legged sweetheart. It's so good to hear your voice. How are you? Mm, is not so good. Is repressive totalitarian government. It sure is, darling. So, you're in the resistance now. I had no idea. That's fantastic. Oh, I'm so proud of you. A warrior fight for what is right. And for those who not have gladiator training and raise a claw of their own. Always a hero. And Tuzu? How is Tuzu? Tuzu is also not good. Tuzu is why Doc call 84 advice. You have an advice question? Even better. Okay, lay it on me. Well, Tuzu is for you. Brave and strong. Uh, but in these times, uh, how to say, there is always enemy, but not always fight. And so mind of Tuzu, mind of warrior, attacks self. His mind attacks itself? Oh, anxiety? Tuzu is struggling with anxiety? If it anxiety of warrior, yes. Of course it's anxiety of warrior. There is absolutely nothing shameful or weak about anxiety. If anything, it means you're such a fighter that you can't turn it off. Personally, I already struggled with anxiety before. Repressive totalitarian government. Now I'm anxious all the time. It's exhausting. Is Tuzu seeking any kind of professional help for his mental health? From secret underground base of operation? Good point. You know, it really isn't fair that the more anxiety-producing the galaxy gets, the harder it seems to get help. But don't be afraid to ask around, either. I bet someone at that base has been training as a therapist, or at least in doing some guided meditation. Is good. Uh, but is not all of Doc's question. I'm so sorry. Please continue. The warrior mind of Tuzu also has been affect Doc. Of course it has. That's completely natural. Is not only that Tuzu no longer has interest in train with Doc, or have close talk, or even uh, love or relation with Doc. I am so proud of you for being this open right now. I can't even put it into words. Uh, is that, uh, is our time for Doc 2? Is no simple fight with Cyber Shark. Doc is fighting underground army and be support for Tuzu and be support for Doc self. He is hard, like Urex in Anvil. But Doc still has love feeling for Tuzu and is no honor in abandoned mate, especially mate who need help. Doc does not know what to do. Oh, honey. You are a beautiful soul, and I know Tuzu appreciates your support, even if he's not always able to put it into words. But as much as Tuzu needs and deserves support, so do you. Think of it this way. You have a cup, and it's filled to the brim with Araxian victory wine. Hmm. What is flavor? It doesn't really matter. It's a metaphorical cup. 
best flavor is blood cranberry. Okay, you have a cup filled with blood cranberry victory wine. You wake up in the morning, and it's filled to the brim. But you didn't sleep very well, and your back hurts. Pour out a little blood wine. And over breakfast, you hear that President Blark just passed some new, even stricter laws against interspecies relationships. Pour out some more wine. You find Tuzu, and he's in the middle of an anxiety attack. You rub his back, you listen to him, you absorb a little of his anxiety. Pour out some more wine. You go to a meeting with some other rebels. You're planning to liberate a prisoner of war camp, and it's a dangerous mission. Pour out a bunch of wine. Plus, the whole time, you're wondering how Tuzu's doing, if he's okay. A little more wine goes down the drain. And so on, throughout the day. And by the time you go to bed, your cup is completely empty. You're exhausted, you're sad, you're anxious, and you have zero sips of blood cranberry victory wine left for yourself. The next morning when you wake up, your cup is a little less full. You have a little less to give to Tuzu, a little less to give to the rebellion, a little less to give to yourself. And if you're not careful, someday you're going to wake up and your cup is going to be bone dry. Duck has found most bones to be actually quite moist, but Duck understands Smut Lady's point. You gotta look after your own cup, Sugar Plum. You've gotta find ways to fill it up to balance all the ways you're pouring it out. Get a massage. Treat yourself to an elastic worm lasagna. Go for a nice scuttle by the beach. Lean on your community. We're all in this together. Do whatever makes you feel supported and recovered. Whatever pours more victory wine back in your cup. And I want to encourage you to really consider the importance of love relation, too. Not everyone needs sex to feel fulfilled. But for some people, one of the best ways to fill up their cup is to, you know, fill up their cup. You gotta be honest with Tuzu. And you've gotta be honest with yourself. It's your life, too. <sighs> is good advice. Doc will think about his cup. Thanks for calling, darling. Not just because it's so good to hear your voice, but because it means someone in the Resistance still trusts me. Someone still needs my advice. Doc will tell others that Smut Lady is still on sight of good. Hey, so this is all touching and sweet and everything, but remember me? Remember Eddie? We still have a full-on jailbreak situation to deal with. Oh, I'm sorry. Where are my manners? Eddie, this is Doc Bludnikov. Doc... Meet Eddie. It's not that big of a rebellion. We've met. What's up, fighter crab? Hello, strange angry twin. I'm sorry to hear that not angry twin is become prisoner. I am sorry that full rescue mission was outvoted. Thanks, man. They'll all feel properly ashamed when me and Eddie hack the president's database and turn the tide on this whole friggin' thing. Oh! Huh. I suppose there's a lot that I haven't been part of stationed here. Kinda gives me a weird feeling on the inside, but I guess I only have myself to blame, which... Yep, no, that definitely makes it worse. Uh, hey, Doc. Everyone's been hearing my transmissions on the Secure Underground channel, though, right? Our plans, our progress, all of it? Transmission is now broadcast in break room and cafeteria of secret base, yes. And Doc, here there's some ship captain play broadcast on a mission too. Okay, good. I want everyone to know that I'm doing my best. 
Doc cannot speak for others, but Doc know. <clears throat> All right. Adieu, my darling, and thank you so much for calling. You've truly filled my cup right up to the tippy top. Stay sexy, stay safe. <laughs> you too. Bye for now. Okay, thank you for your patience. Where were we? Stealing a three-headed pony from a petting zoo. Right. Doug, hang on to your three adorable hats. We're coming for ya. Cosmic Love was written, directed, and edited by me, Amy Thorstenson. Madame Alexandra was played by Katie Self, Chip was played by Chad Ashman, and Eddie was played by Katie Polensky. Thanks for listening, and be good out there.